Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. It is officially on the clock. And this is our time to talk to our national security expert, former federal agent and Marine, John Guandolo. John, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Uh, Vladimir Putin last night seemed like he can see America very clearly. Uh, And he called us the greatest propagandist, basically, on the planet. Were you surprised by that at all, sir? (laughs) Uh, I was not. I can't say since you and I have spent a great deal of time on this show talking about the information operations coming out of our federal government, um, America, and I, and I don't, I wouldn't say America because that encompasses you and me. I would say the federal government is definitely uh, perpetrating significant hostile information operations, uh, and that's absolutely true. I mean, we. You and I have spent a lot of time talking on this show about it, from uh, from the COVID vaccines to the mask mandates to what's going on in the Ukraine to, uh, you know, Islam's religion of peace to there is no communist movement in the United States. I mean, pick one. So, yes. To Joe Biden is perfectly reasonably cognitive that he's well-seasoned, that he's A-OK. I mean, what do they say that is not propaganda, John? Well, I... I don't know. I can't think of anything right off I know. The, the top of my head. And it's worth noting, since you brought this up, that what we're seeing immediately, right now, immediately, they green-lighted, clearly green-lighted uh, an information operation to immediately put out, in contradiction to what they were saying just a few days ago, that, oh, wait a minute, all of a sudden now, we recognize maybe Joe, Joe Biden's not, he's not all there. And you've got people across the board now coming out and saying it on the Democrat side, as well as now Republicans. And I won't, I don't, haven't seen any real patriots saying it, but if there are patriots out there, 
who are jumping on the bandwagon, I'd be careful because uh, it's just like the whole argument to shut down the FBI. I'm not making an argument right this second for it or for against it. And obviously, I don't think Joe Biden is competent to be the president for a number of reasons. But we have to be careful when we jump on the bandwagon, as you and I talked about a long time ago, when Republicans jumped on the Ukraine Ukraine bandwagon. And when you see the same people that brought you all these other disasters Mm -hmm. and you're jumping on the train with them, you need to slow your roll. You know, you got these nitwits like uh, Seb Gorka out there and just immediately, almost like they turned a key and said, "Okay, unload it. And across the board, now we're hearing it all morning across social media and in the media. I, I'm, I'm a little um, uh, shocked that they would do it so quickly after they've been defending him. But uh, here we go well, on another one. So, yeah, I think I think Mr. Putin uh, understands what's happening 100%. Uh, better than most people in Congress who are actually trying to understand, which there aren't many, but there are some. Touche, sir. And I think that was the takeaway of the day. You know, the bureaucracy of our federal government and and Putin said this as well, that the people who we see running things are not the people running things. But what we don't see is that our adversaries, in fact, communists, the Islamic movement here in the United States, they're all the way up in the highest echelons of our federal government, John. That should scare the liver out of everybody. Well, that's right. And uh, again, I think when we look at uh, the problem, and you and I, again, have talked about the reason that the number one way we turn the country around is at the local level, at the county level, you identify the communists and jihadis and their collaborators and financiers, and you flush them out of the county. You make them unwelcome. And I'll give you a great immediate example. Please. Just hit the, hit the wires, which was Texas A&M uh, has been in a battle with its, fund, uh, its donors and its alumni about the Qatar Center, the Qatari Center on Texas A&M. And Qatar dumped a ton of money into Texas A&M, and they built this center, and they, they're they doing uh, all kinds of scientific and nuclear research and all this. And the alumni are like, what in the hell is wrong with you people? Um, the good news is I just found out this morning that, that that's all closing down. Now, it, I'm hoping that's true, but that is coming from extremely reliable sources, uh, both at A&M and uh, Texas scorecard here in, uh, in Texas. Uh, so that, those are the kinds of things people can do, even about these major threats. But more importantly, uh, understanding where these threats are in the local community. And if they don't, you know, it, it, you can't get rid of the World Economic Forum, but you can certainly get rid of Google Classroom in your schools. I, I don't know why anybody really sends their kids to public schools anymore, but that's there are a few neighborhoods in America that they're still teaching good stuff, but not many. Right. Uh, certainly not in the cities. Um, but the reason for this is because from HHS to Treasury to State Department to the Agriculture Department to the agencies, the other agencies like FBI, CIA, 
but really I'm talking about the the cabinet positions in the government, the bureaucracy, the people um, uh, the people running the office, uh, uh, OMB, and the people running, you know, the bureaucrats in the system, they are operating against us, and that is, that's what people need to understand, the people controlling the policy. These are not elected people, and in many cases, they're not appointed people. These are long-term um, uh, bureaucrats who are sympathetic to communism or communists themselves or socialists, you call them whatever they want, but they're not patriots. Does Robert Malley, does he fit into that? Say that again? Does Malley fit into that? Uh, I think so. Uh, do you think so? Yes. Because it seems to me that, that that is exactly the kind of uh, person who facilitates uh, these people inside the system. You say starts at the local level. Give me another example. So if you have, for instance, in your, uh, let's say you have, I don't know, five banks in your county, and you recognize that four of them, you know, you got uh, usually in, in most areas, you'll have like one local bank. Uh, not, not everywhere, but a lot of places will have a regional or a state bank uh, or, or a bank that's locally run and operated. Right. And then you've got, you know, the big, uh, the Bank of America, the Wells Fargo, those. And most of those big banks are, uh, they have Sharia-compliant finance as a part of just doing business as a bank, which means they're allowing money to come through their bank that funds terrorism. Because uh, in Islam, Sharia-compliant finance means financing mechanisms that are compliant with Sharia. And uh, zakat, which is mandatory giving for all Muslims, one-eighth of all zakat collected each lunar year, according to Islamic law, goes to fund uh, terrorism, jihad. And so you immediately can bring pressure on those local businesses through community leaders, through citizens mostly, when elected local officials don't know. And we've seen that happen. So the bank has either... You can, you can force the banks uh, through this kind of pressure and, and locally and even using state legislation where you have sheriffs willing to do it to go talk to the leadership of the bank and say, you know, you're borderline on a criminal charge here. Um, you've got, you know, the, and a great example I love since we're talking about, I was talking about Texas A&M, you know, a colleague of mine who is a major donor to Wake Forest University. You know, they had an al-Qaeda imam working there and he got other donors to say we're not going to donate any more money until you fire this guy and of course eventually after a lot of hand-wringing and battling uh, he got let go they tossed him out but it takes that kind of action it takes knowing the organizations in the community let, let's say you've got hamas doing businesses care in your community and the citizens going to local businesses and saying, hey, if you're going to continue to, to work with these people or local churches and synagogues and saying, we're going to make your life miserable. We're right. going to make sure you don't have anybody getting, showing up. Getting involved. All right, John, hang tight, because after this break, I want to ask you about this threat. Christopher Ray says that he has uh, various concerns that Chinese hackers are preparing to wreak havoc on U.S. critical infrastructure. I want to know what that means. 
And how do we get ready for that next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program? National security expert and former federal agent John Guandolo joining us again. John, I want your reaction to the CNN headline. FBI Director Ray warns Chinese hackers are preparing to wreak havoc on U.S. critical infrastructure. I'm thinking that's gas pipelines, the electric grid water plants. What do you what do you know about this? What are you saying? Well, interesting. This is um, it, it's an amazing story because the now it puts into context, I think, the story we heard recently that the FBI got into people's uh, routers and basically protected them from being used by Chinese hackers to do other things that are nefarious. And that's a pretty extraordinary measure for the FBI, uh, (laughs) even in today's world. Uh, But it makes sense if we look at it in contrast to what not only Mr. Ray put out, uh, but what we're seeing from other areas like uh, cyber folks at, at DHS and the leadership there, we see that this is a an imminent uh, threat and something that they're literally. Uh, it looks like from uh, having experienced this, they're they're like all hands on deck right now, trying to uh, protect against that. And so a lot of this will come from the the, and it looks like the majority of this is electronic and cyber attacks. Uh, to include on our infrastructure. What I think is significant is we just saw yesterday Al-Qaeda released a new message talking about or pretty much commanding the Muslim community to begin launching jihad globally, but especially in the United States, and listed out, you know, targets that include anyone who says anything negative about Islam uh, isn't particularly identified. But it's interesting that these two things are converging within a week um, because at the leadership level, we know China has a strategic partnership with the Islamic Republic of Iran, and we know that the jihadi movement globally led primarily by the Muslim Brotherhood, but also on the Iranian side, the Hezbollah side, uh, they work directly with the communists. I mean, the the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States works directly with the Chinese communists of Black Lives Matter. Uh, You know, all of the uh, Chinese Progressive Association, all these communist organizations, Answer, Code Pink, Green Party, uh, all working with Hamas, CARE, M-Gage, uh, the front groups for Hamas, the United States, and the Muslim Brotherhood. So I think it is, uh, and I haven't had a full chance to digest it since Al-Qaeda just put this out uh, yesterday, the confluence between the Chinese attacks and the jihadi attacks. We don't know that they coordinated. It might just be a coincidence, but I, I, those kind of coincidences I, I would find hard to swallow. The attack on the electrical grid, that's a that's a huge issue. The water, I can't imagine which is worse, water, gas, oil, or electric. And the consequences, the ripple effect consequences of targeted attacks on that infrastructure would be absolutely crippling to, to we the people. Yeah, 
And I think what's, what's really important, again, is that look at what's been going on for the last three years in the United States of destroying our security, mm-hmm. destroying, uh, quite frankly, the country financially, practically, at the borders, uh, through the uh, you know, points of entry even beyond the borders, uh, the watering down uh, of this, the, the pushing forward like we just saw today of, you know, any agenda that destroys the family unit, that destroys the community, that destroys the principles that undergird our law and government, uh, it's a full-on attack. And it, as we've been saying for many years, and I've certainly written about it and interviewed about it, for a long time that this is the intentional outcome. Folks that think our leadership isn't intentionally opening the door for our foreign enemies to come in and crush us, then you have not been paying attention at all. And again, I go back to, so what's the answer? You can't fix Washington, D.C., but you can fortify your county. You can ensure that, first of all, you flush the bad people, the turds, out of your community, the communists, the jihadis, their organizations, and anyone financially or practically collaborating or supporting with them right. has to be done. I mean, that's, that's all I do professionally. That's what I do is train communities to do that. Then, as a part of that, you're reestablishing the Ameri- American founding principles, but you've got to shore up those key critical infrastructures. And we do work with communities on how to do that. And we teach them. Here the things you can do. First of all, the people in charge have to be you, yes. have to be patriots. Right. And so you find out, not the president of the water company, no. who are the people that actually control it? Who are the people that actually handle the budget and, in your county? And if you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, rather than looking at it at such a big level, when you look at your own local community, now you've got skin in the game. John Guandolo was our national security expert. He is... Uh, scary sometimes but i'd rather know than not john thank you have a safe weekend ladies and gentlemen don't go anywhere when we come back on the wendy bell radio program how is it possible that 17 senate republicans joined democrats to push along 95 billion in aid to ukraine and israel next If you've ever gone through a divorce or you grew up in a family that had those irreconcilable differences, there does get to be a point where you realize it's not salvageable anymore. And that's hard. There's so much work that goes into a relationship. And we live in this disposable community now, this idea that, ah, if I don't like it, ah, if I don't want the baby, I'll just get rid of it. Ah, you know what? I tried marriage. It didn't really work. Ah, right? The first five years of marriage, especially with kids, are difficult. They need to tell you that. I bring up divorce. Because we need to divorce ourselves from many people in Congress. Because they don't listen. You know, as a mom of of boys... And I have no experience with girls, but last time I checked, I am one. So I have a little bit of insider knowledge on that. I have five boys and a husband and a male dog. All seven of the men in my life need me for various things. But the number one thing they need, maybe not Murphy, is to be heard 
I'm the person they come to to speak with. I'm the one they run through things with. And I've learned that they really aren't looking for me to say anything. They need somebody to to just listen. So when you're in a relationship and the listening stops, where do you go? Because it's so insulting to not be heard. And you don't have to be a crybaby and you don't have to be a drama queen, but it shouldn't be difficult to be heard. In fact, I think that's probably underlying so many issues in this country. Everybody wants to talk. They want the clicks. They want the likes. They want the spotlight. They want to be in it. But a relationship is like dancing. You've got to give. You've got to know the moves. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got, we've got a Republican Party in leadership that does not Listen, and counseling hasn't worked. We've gone to therapy. We've shown up and we've said, hey, what do you think January 6th was? Why do you think people went to the Capitol? Because they wanted to overthrow it? No, because they weren't being heard. And they were tired of getting stuck with the bill and the lousy consequences So when I read this headline to you from Gateway Pundit, that $118 billion piece of crap failed earlier in the week. Because why did it fail? They're not hearing us. We don't want to keep funding foreign wars. We don't want to keep giving billions of dollars away to other governments to secure their borders. When you and Congress won't be honest about ours. Where is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Why hasn't she gone down to the border to see the absolute alien invasion? Because she was there when Donald Trump was president. And she lied about women drinking out of toilets. And she lied about kids in cages. And she cried. She also celebrated the night that Tucker Carlson got sacked on Fox. Because he had the audacity to ask questions and ask for the video from January 6th. Surely there's got to be something on the 1,700 different cameras around the Capitol. Surely somebody's cell phone video would be able to prove or disprove the narrative. They're not listening. Justin, Senate advances, Senate advances $95 billion Foreign aid bill for Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, and Taiwan, omitting border security provisions altogether. Here are the 17 GOP senators who voted along with the Democrats. America last. That's what this is. The U.S. Senate casting a contentious vote, advancing a massive $95 billion foreign aid package that supports all these countries just not ours. You suck. Let me make that abundantly clear. Suck. Lisa Murkowski, she's always sucked. Mitch McConnell, so is he. Bill Cassidy, Roger Wicker, Tom, Todd Young, Susan Collins, epic suck. Shelley Moore, Capito, John Kennedy. John Kennedy. All your quick little responses to people, your sound bites and the, and the, 
the, the sharply worded quips. You suck too, sir. In fact, quoting you, you've just got to try harder not to suck. John Thune, Dan Sullivan, Mitt Romney, Joni Ernst, Mike Rounds, Tom Tillis, John Cornyn, Grassley, and Jerry Moran. This bill is likely to pass the Senate, maybe by Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. That is giving you the bird. Look, I know everybody's talking about the border. Look, I know Chris Ray just came out and said all these Chinese guys are here. How about all the times we talked to you about the Chinese nationals coming in across the southern border? Those people work for China. That is the job. You come to America, you are our agent, right? You go to American schools on a visa, you are a communist Chinese party member. You work for us. We even told you about all the freaking quote-unquote police stations, Chinese police stations, where these nationals are supposed to go and report. Is anybody surprised by this? Well, apparently our Congress is. Our Senate is. Because they still are not hearing you. I want to play quickly. Um, you know what, Brock? I'm sorry. I don't think it's... I don't know if we have time. Do we have time for Sonny Hostin, do you think? This is interesting. Sonny Hostin, who is the ultimate race baiter on The View, apparently is on this PBS documentary talking about genealogy. And all the people on the, on the show go and they get their blood test done, right? And they go back in time and figure out who people are, where their ancestors came from, and all of this. This woman is a toxic, toxic failure. And she has to eat some major crow, and she admits that her family were slaveholders. Let's go. You know, I was really reluctant. I don't know how you felt when you did it, Whoopi, but I was really reluctant to do it because I just sensed that there could be something in my family history that would be um, disappointing. Um, Negative. Negative, yes. I thought I was going to have that kind of moment. And Skip had asked me to do it for a long time, and I finally decided to do it because I thought it'd be helpful for my children and my children's children to know what their real history was, you know? But what I found out was that my mother's family, while um, they are Puerto Rican, they actually originate from Spain. And the reason that they moved to Puerto Rico is because the slave trade had been sort of canceled in Spain and then Curacao and then they moved all of their slaves to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so the biz- the family business, I have been told that they were printers and journalists, but they were in fact enslavers. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what to do with that. If you're ashamed of history, that is on you. It is a fact. And by the way, if you come to Puerto Rico from Spain, you are actually Spanish. She's distraught by this. This is the story of how many ancestors in our country. But these are the people who want to rewrite history with the 1619 Project. I just wanted you to hear that. The boomerang, sometimes when it comes back, doesn't feel so good. Do you know what time it is, guys? I need some good. Well, you know how I love my boyfriend, Steve Hartman. Never met him, but I'm going to say he's my boyfriend. And he's got a great story about a Vietnam veteran, 78-year-old man who found total joy and a calming of his PTSD 
by volunteering to help others. Enjoy. After his retirement, and especially after his wife died, 76-year-old Danny Chauvin of Waveland, Mississippi, says he had way too much time on his hands. If you're alone with just your thoughts, does your mind wander places? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you don't want to go? Yep. That's when stuff comes back to you. Danny served in the Army in Vietnam. He's been treated for depression and PTSD. But to keep his sanity, he knew he also had to keep busy. But how? And that's when Danny realized one of the things he missed most about his wife was all the little handyman jobs he used to do for her. So a few months ago, he posted a note on Facebook. If there's any honeydew jobs that you can't handle, I'm willing to help. And it spread, spread like wildfire. Thanks for coming to help me out. So now yeah. every day, no problem. sometimes four times a day, Danny fixes the hole in his heart by fixing just about everything else. He's working on fixing a closet door. And then he hung my porch swing. He put in a shower and he did my screen door. <laughs> and the best part? What does he charge for all this? The price? Zero. Nothing. Charge does nothing. He showed much kindness to people. We can fix that up. Most of the people Danny helps are women, most single <sighs> or widowed. They call him the honeydew dude and say he's just about the only guy they know willing to help with these small jobs. And obviously, no one's going to match his price point. In fact, when the work is done, only thing he takes is a picture, a reminder that he is not alone in his struggle. Right now, i got a lot of friends, a lot of friends. Is the PTSD any better now that you've started doing this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Cross finding happiness off the honey-do list. Voila. Steve Hartman on the road okay, no. in Waveland, Mississippi. No problem. I love his stories because they give us the true story of America. It's goodness. All of the good stuff. The cherry on top. Hey, don't forget, coming up next, it's Bad Joke Friday, people. Don't go anywhere. Oh. oh man alright ladies and gentlemen it has been quite a week and I, before we get into the jokes I do want to remind you and I want to thank you this week you guys pushed us over the 2 million download mark for our, our podcast and that's not just 2 million listens it's 2 million people getting the app onto their device and then listening as much as as little as they want that's, that's amazing and we just want to tell you how grateful we are and how blessed we are to be here with you. So thank you so very much for that. Now, without further ado, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho, welcome to the comedy club. Don't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday. All right, so here's the deal. <clears throat> they're supposed to be dumb, and uh, they're supposed to kind of numb your brain a little bit. Five minutes of the show. You deserve it at the end of a busy week, right? First joke always comes from Dr. Richard Rafferty at the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh. Here you go. A food server named Dave gets a job working at a private pool party for a multimillionaire. At the height of the party, and let's, let me just make sure this is his. Hold on, hold on. 
Yes. At the height of the party, <laughs> everybody's laughing. They're having this wonderful time when the millionaire announces, hey, look, I just put a 15-foot man-eating crocodile in the pool. The first person who jumps in with the crocodile will win a million dollars. Well, before you can even finish the sentence, there's this push, a splash. Everybody turns into their surprise. There's Dave in the pool wrestling with this crocodile. After a few minutes, the waters go calm, and suddenly, somehow, someway, Dave emerges victorious. The millionaire says, well, Dave, I guess I owe you one million. I mean, what? That's so great. Dave says, no, 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 no. Thank you, boss. I don't need it. Millionaire says, well, how about 500000 Again, Dave turns him down. The millionaire says, well, how about a Porsche, maybe a Rolex, or maybe even some stock options? Again, Dave says, no, thank you, boss. I'm good. The millionaire says, well, I'm kind of surprised, but you won the bet. Is there something else that you want? Dave says, yeah, the Jagoff who pushed me into the pool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a long way to go nowhere. The centerfold model lost quite a lot of weight recently. Wait, say it again. The what? The centerfold model. Ooh, the centerfold model. Lost quite a bit of Slimmed weight. Slimmed down. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she had her stomach stapled. <laughs> that's good. You don't like that? I mean, I... I think that's hilarious. I, okay. We have different tastes. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I found 20 bucks in the parking lot, thought to myself, what would Jesus do? So I turned it into wine. Wow. That's an appropriate joke. A <laughs> uh, preacher recently opened a pizza shop. Okay. He called it In God We Crust. Perfect. I like it. A nursery school teacher was delivering a station wagon full of kids delivering him home one day when a fire truck zoomed past. Sitting in the front seat of the fire truck was a Dalmatian dog. The children began discussing the dog's duties. They use him to keep crowds back, said one youngster. No, said another. He's just for good luck. A third child brought the argument to a close with this comment. No, they use those dogs, she said firmly, to find the fire hydrants. <laughs> stupid. It was. So stupid. I just learned how to windsurf. Uh-huh. It was a real breeze. <clears throat> Last week, I got some good news, but some bad news, too. Good news. I found out that I'm not pregnant. Bad news. My dad is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's an LGBTQ world, ladies and gentlemen. Why did the banana go to the doctor's office? I don't know. He wasn't peeling well. Joe Biden is so dumb. How dumb is Joe Biden? Joe Biden is so dumb. It takes him an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes. <clears throat> yeah. Why does an Irish bean soup only have 239 beans? Huh. Because if it had one more, it would have to be 240. Oh, boy. Why can't humans hear a dog whistle? Because dogs don't whistle. I know. I saw that coming. I'll be here all day. I bought shoes from a drug dealer once. <laughs> I'm not sure what he laced them with, but I've been stripping all day. <laughs> you need to change your enthusiasm. Let's bad. go. Why do uh, cows have hooves instead of feet? Because they lack toes. Lactose. Oh, Lactose. Do you know why they couldn't catch the computer scammer? <laughs> no. Because he ran somewhere. Computer scammer. He ran somewhere. Ran somewhere. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> a dying husband in the hospital bed asks his wife, our seventh child always looked different from the other six. Did, oh boy. did he have a different father? His wife, crying uncontrollably, answers, yes. He says, well, whose is it? 
His wife replies, yours? Two women are walking home from the bar. They both have to pee, so they slip into a nearby cemetery. Okay. They're in a golf course. One user has one uses her panties as toilet papers, and the other uses a bouquet of flowers off a headstone. (laughs) The next night, the husbands meet up at the bar. One looks at the other guy and says, Hey, I'm gonna have to watch my wife. She came home with no panties last night. The other one says, really? Well, mine came home with a card wedged between her butt cheeks <laughs> saying, you were loved by all and will be missed by the entire fire department. <laughs> a man was washing. A man is washing his car with his son. The son asks, dad, can't you just use a sponge? <clears throat> Today at lunch, my coworker said to me, you shouldn't eat red meat. Oh. I said, my grandfather lived to be 100 years old. Yeah. He asked, did it? Did he eat red meat? I said, no, he minded his own business. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Where do you learn how to make banana splits? At Sunday school. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I think the most groundbreaking invention in history, the shovel. Oh, gosh. I just read an article that says horses have extremely low divorce rates. I know. Apparently, they have very stable relationships. <clears throat> Is that all you've got, Brock? They're currently excavating the largest known dinosaur tibia to date. It's a real shindig. I know. I know, guys. Did you hear? Did you hear about the deer that went to the dentist? But I had buck teeth. Thank you very much. (laughs) Those were terrible. As promised. See, I told you from the beginning. We don't lie. Have a great weekend, everybody. Come on back Monday. Until then, peace.